This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Gohan from Dragon Ball Super, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Excuse me, Gohan, this is more of a narrator type thing. Uh, okay. Just do it more like a next time on Talk Time Live. Uh, next time on Talk Time Live. Don't quit your day job, Gohan. Previously on Talk Time Live exclusive. In terms of just gameplay, because you don't have to give me everything or give our listeners everything. Um, just in terms of gameplay alone, what can you what we can we expect uh, from this next installment? Yeah, so the if, if if you're familiar with Copen's gameplay from playing him as maybe in maybe like Gunvolt Two or in the first yeah. Luminous Avenger X game, um, there's actually quite a few. Well, I don't want to say quite a few. There's actually a few like major gameplay changes that really sort of change up the formula yeah. a bit. So it, it, which is nice because it creates a fresh new. It still feels like Copen, but it's still like a fresh experience. Yeah. Um, because the, I would say the biggest things for this gameplay now, he has a new weapon called the Razor Wheel. He doesn't use kind of like that. Like I'm digging it anymore. Yeah. Um, so he has a lot more uh, close range combat abilities than he mm-hmm. did before because he's yeah. basically like a giant buzzsaw. It's pretty badass, <laughs> actually. <laughs> like, so I want to thank you again, you know, making an appearance for the four time, getting to know oh, you. And just your journey has just been so fantastic. And it's so inspirational to hopefully people that are listening and watching, but you're definitely inspiration to me. Um, it's well, just. You, I'm not you know, joking they, when I, I I can honestly say the same. Like you watching 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 ACMG just grow the way it has and just seeing what you have as an individual have accomplished is super, super awesome. Like like you said, you go back to eight static and where we were then, yeah, and where we are now, like you know, you're you're making it happen. Like you like when you can bring people together from all these different places and you can bring them together to you, I think that's like a superpower, man. Like it's awesome. It's not everybody. That's not something everybody can do. And you're doing that. And I respect the hell out of that. And I think Thank it's super you. cool. Thank you so much. Stop <laughs> trying to make a black man blush. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games, the come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games, the come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter where y'all from. And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news, special guests. And unbiased reviews Suburban kids The hipster street dudes All can learn something new Me too I heard words with no faith is empty I stayed the course So my haters tempt me Beep the podcast That'll make them envy It ain't too trendy It's ACMG Anime comics Movies and games The come on and let's get it Talk time Anime comics Movies and games The come on and let's get it Talk time Anime comics Movies and games The come on and let's get it Talk Time. Anime, live. comics, movies, and games to come on and let's get it. Talk time live. 
gentlemen, welcome back to the Journal of My Life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. I am back a day late and a dollar short, always. And I got my reasons. Hell, it was my birthday weekend, so I voided myself of doing all the normal things that I normally do. And, um, you know, thank you to anyone out there who reached out and uh, said happy birthday to me. It was, you know, it's been pretty good. It's been a pretty interesting start of the year, but um, not in a good way. <laughs> but we are here to celebrate a lot of years that has led up to me being here on this show and doing the things that I've been doing. You know, I look back 45 years of, man, a lot, man. I mean, a lot of you can relate, you know, especially if you live, if you're in my community, you know, a part of my culture and it's been through a lot of trial and tribulations, man. I was like 45 years. I didn't even think I was going to make it to 16. I mean, that's real. That is absolutely real. Um, it's funny. Cause I just like, um, I just bumped into an old song that I used to play on loop, uh, back in the day, uh, dude named MC brains who was, uh, brought together by Michael Bivens, a new edition. And he did a song called boys. I'm in the sequel, which was a, like a, a spiritual successor or sequel to the original Boys the Men song that New Edition made and with, you know, where Boys the Men got their name from. But in that song, it's talking about the struggles that he had to go through trying to, you know, grow up and be a man on his own with no one to guide him. And, no, you know, and I, that was my life on loop, you know, so to get to this point and to be able to do what I have done, you know, for all these years, I, I'm more than grateful and more than happy that I've been able to do. And to those who truly, and I mean, legit supported my road from nonstop, which is not many. And I'm telling you, it's really not many, you know, cause there are people who say that they support, but it's like, it's, it's, it's not nearly not, not the same, but there are some people out there who legit like has, you know, went out of their way to support and, you know, try to help me get to this road. And to that, I think everybody who has, uh, to those people who have. So like, cause for me to be doing what I'm doing right now, it's just, it's unbelievable. It's surreal. And, uh, I couldn't have done it had I not had the strength and the self-efficacy to overcome a lot of darkness, especially during my high school years and everything. So, you know, I'm looking back, but I'm also looking at now and it's like, you know, things are dope right now. Things are really awesome right now. And, but the road is never over and it's nor it should be. So cheers to all of you. Thank you. And uh, let's keep this road going as much as it can. So, all right. First of all, I'm just warning people right now because I am a little bit on sugar shock high. Well, during my weekend, I did go to the Cheesecake Factory. So you can't go there without having cheesecake. And I, I don't eat their cheesecake. For those who don't know Cheesecake Factory, I don't. there's some people listening in the States and there's some people who listen to outside of uh, the United States that are listening to this show. The Cheesecake Factory, if you don't know, is probably one of the greatest chain, you know, restaurants ever because they don't really operate like a normal chain restaurant. They don't just flip and patties. They got actual chefs in the back that are preparing your food in the best way possible. And then on top of that, they have an enormous selection of cheesecakes that you can, you know, uh, eat and everything. So, my wife and I go there like as much as possible, especially before the pandemic. We definitely go in there. I'm so glad I was able to go 
this time and it didn't disappoint it was packed in there um took us like 45 minutes to you know get in there but it was worth the wait because the food was tremendous um just a lot of good things about that place and the cheesecakes when i get it it's like it takes me days to finish it because i don't it's too rich so this time i got a red velvet cheesecake and i also got a salted caramel cheesecake and i'm only eating them by the slice a day because they're so damn sh there's a lot of sugar in there and i used to work for a company that um i used to make fudge i know there's a lot of you know a lot of um innuendo jokes that could go into this but i legit used to make fudge in this place called the fudgery so i know how much sugar goes into these things so this is why i'm like i'm eating it slice by slice uh or or piece by piece a day it's like it's really i i don't want to get sugar sh I, just a little bit goes a long way but had a great time with my wife and um you know I, there was nothing really we can do more because um you know the pandemic's here so it's like you can only i i i'd rather be able, i'd rather have the opportunity to do a lot more when we can actually do a lot more and i knew i did a hell of a lot last year but it was like and i think that's part of the reason why i just wanted to chill this time because it's like i did so much just a few months ago in november and october it's like i don't need to do anything elaborate i don't even know what the hell is going to happen this year god willing but you know we got plenty of time for things to happen when it did and then at the same time i'm thinking like i did so much and so cool so many cool things i could just i could just use this day to reflect and just eat and game all this time so that's exactly what i did and uh i'm more than happy for it so i want to get a chance to take the time to thank my good friend matt papa uh the uh international affairs coordinator and producer over at nt creates who's now taking on a voice acting role if you guys got a chance to check out that interview that really great interview that i did on my birthday uh it was cool because you know it was on we did we did the interview on the 13th but technically speaking i was talking to matt who was in japan at the time so and we're in his negative was like 14 hours later it already is january the 14th so i spiritually celebrated my birthday on that day but i did publish the actual um interview audio and video on my birthday so and it was that was a gift in itself because i got a chance to talk to a guy that i really admire and i love this road and if you haven't gotten a chance to check that interview out if you're a gamer and you're looking forward to the upcoming game from nt creates known as gun vault chronicles luminous avengers x2 go out of your way to check out this interview um it's getting some good uh you know feedback from it i really enjoyed it and you heard a clip of it before the show and um it it, it was a gift in itself because to hear uh him talk about all the things that he's going through to get there and then on top of that you know what he said to me is was it was more than a gift in itself because a lot of times you don't get to hear these things or at least i don't get to hear these things um for various reasons and when you hear people really appreciate what you do it it really it, it's rewarding it's it's it, it makes it all worthwhile um to do it and it's i just really appreciate it because it's like all the hard work people are acknowledging the work that goes into what you do and i i definitely especially somebody that is from afar you know people from afar are seeing what you're doing and seeing that what you do is quality 
I can't thank him enough for that. But I am looking very much forward to this game, which is coming out on the 27th on all major platforms. And that is including PlayStation 4 and 5, Xbox One, Series X and S, as well as Steam and Nintendo Switch. It's going to be everywhere for everybody to play. This is part of the Gun Vault uh, series. And if you're a Mega Man fan, this is a spiritual successor to that. You'll absolutely enjoy it. So go out of your way, pre-order it now. Go out of your way, check it out. You, I, I got a feeling it's gonna, you're going to enjoy it because I enjoyed the first one. And actually, I enjoyed every single Gun Vault, whatever they've come out with um, so far. That game deserves as much credit. It is not, I think it deserves as much credit as the Mega Man series at this point. And it gives you something different. You know, even though KG Inafune is working on the games with them, it, it he manages and they manage to provide a different experience, even though it and its core is exactly the same. So I, I really love that series a lot. And actually, I, some part of me feels like it's a little bit more fun uh, than some of the other Mega Man games of the past. But, um, you know, I love them all. I love them all. And I'm looking forward to this one when it comes up as well. So stay tuned for that. All right. This week, we're going to be talking Peacemaker on our talk topic of the week. The series has arrived within the first three episodes. And boy, do we got a lot to talk about this. This show, it was just... It was, a, it was a beautiful spectacle in itself, but we'll go into detail with that in our um, at the top of the uh, show. So let's talk about some other news that we're going to have. So um, let's not waste any time, folks. Let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. All right, so to start this segment off, I want to give my thoughts on a first look of Leslie Grace as Batgirl. Leslie Grace, star of In the Heights, has take on the cape and cow for herself, where she will be playing Barbara Gordon in her own movie entitled Batgirl. And uh, this movie will premiere exclusively on HBO Max. I'm not sure if it's going to be in theaters. I, I believe this is actually going to be an exclusive movie on HBO Max. I haven't heard that it was going to theaters uh, as of yet. But the upcoming movie is set to also star Michael Keaton reprising his role as Bruce Wayne. Uh, we're not sure if this version of Bruce Wayne is the same from the uh, 90s Tim Burton movies as well. But also J.K. Simmons was reprising his role as Commissioner Gordon. Again, we don't know if he's connect if this one's connected to the the uh, DC Films universe because he's he's Commissioner Gordon on air. So this is going to be weird. And then on top of that, Brendan Fraser is going to be playing Firefly, which I think that's that's going to be really cool. Uh, Brendan Fraser is just awesome. He like he's part of one of the best characters on uh, Doom Patrol alone. He is he's just fantastic. And all he does is F-bomb. Like most of his lines are just like F-bombs, but he just it it just somehow works (laughs) in there. But, you know, um, we got a chance to see what the uh, what she looks like in the costume. I really like the costume um now i i find it funny because somebody on what was it? somebody on um on one of the on one of the threads actually said that this looks like a cw um you know costume i agree 
I no, I actually I was gonna say I, I agree and disagree. No, I actually agree. It does look like a CW esque version of the costume, but that's not to say that that's a bad thing. I do understand that that person probably wanted to see a little bit more better. Like if, if what we see the costume design that we see on um on Suicide Squad or or Peacemaker for that for instance, like Vigilante's costume is just absolutely awesome. Like there's been other versions of, um, of Vigilante's costume, Vigilante, cause the character is also played on, uh, I believe Arrow as well in, uh, in other CW shows. So I can see the difference. Like the, the costume that he has on that series is above and beyond costume design. This one, and, and here's the thing too. I still like it because the CW costumes aren't bad. The CW costumes are really well done, but I get and I understand the CW des uh, costume design style at this point. So I know what he's talking about because the jacket, because she's wearing like a jacket that has the bat symbol on there. And it's kind of reminiscent of a lot of characters in the DC universe, like say um, Barry Allen as the Flash, where uh, at one point he was wearing a suit with the emblem on it, but it was like a zip up hoodie kind of thing. So I, I get what he's talking about on that case. That doesn't mean that the, that is bad. I like the, um, the cow, the, uh, cow that she's wearing. That looks awesome. I mean, overall it does look really good. Um, I just, I, and, and this could be just the first, you know, this could be the first look They, I mean, if this works out, if this is any way good, they, they're going to modify the, the, um, the suit and who knows this might just this could be just you know what is this like what do you call a year one or year yeah year one batgirl so she could evolve in her and she doesn't have bruce wayne money we also got to understand that like where is she going to get the material so to me this makes sense and i do like it but i do also understand what that what that uh person was saying as well on social media so i i think it, i think it worked out i think it is going to work out but of course, you're going to have somebody who's always going to want to be negative and complain about something because that's what the internet do. And that's what people do on the internet. So I dig it. I'm looking forward to it. There's no date as to when this movie's coming out. It's rumored or believed to be coming out this year. I'm not sure, but um, we will see. But I'm looking forward to it. It's going to have Michael Keaton back. Michael Keaton, I believe, is also going to be playing on The Flash as well because they're going to be doing their uh, multiverse you know story angle with that movie as well so i'm excited this looks good uh we'll see we'll see how this goes from there so um keeping up with the dc news or reviews or thoughts uh naomi which is a new character i'd never really heard of before until this series came out uh has arrived last week first episode came uh the series brought together by famed director ava duvernay uh and but God, she is stunning. Uh, can I just stop for a minute to say how absolutely stunning that very talented director is? She is absolutely beautiful. Uh, but I digress. She's teaming up with, with the one and only Brian Michael Bendis of Ultimate Spider-Man and Miles Morales fame to uh, create this new story of a superhero, a black uh, female superhero, a young black female superhero named Naomi. Naomi is a story 
of a popular teen who is uh, who has an infatuation for Superman due to their lives as orphans. They have something in common. So she seems to, you know, link on to him because of that. I get it. Meanwhile, strange events occurs in her small town after an appearance of Superman taking out uh, a supervillain, which is something that doesn't normally happen in her small town. She lives in a very kind of county like area where nothing happens outside of that and only things like that happen in the city. So to have Superman come in was something of uh, a surreal, you know, event. Not only that, she has a website that is totally dedicated to the myth of Superman. And the fact that he was there really shocked her. And she even left a debate, uh, a debate, uh, her debate club, I should say, in order to actually check this out. And unfortunately, she missed it because she passed out for some reason and such. And um, a lot of weird things were happening to her during the time. So a curious Naomi tries to unravel the mysteries surrounding her town only to discover her true origin. Uh, a lot of the story and scenes from the first episode takes directly from the comic series. And I know this because upon watching this and actually enjoying this first episode, it intrigued me enough to go check out the uh, the comic book. And I read the comic book. I The comic book is I, it's awesome. <laughs> um, they did go directly, not scene from scene, but they did take a lot from the first issue and just went straight there. There are some definite changes and liberties being taken with this, with the original story as all of the comic book um, series and movies are to create their own universe. But I was really intrigued. I love the artwork of the comic. I love where the story is uh, at. And there's some changes there. Like she doesn't, she's, and on the show she's in school consistently she's working on a debate club and like one of the most popular teens of that school and the comic they don't really stress her popularity and her status in high school but also notable is that she has a side job she works at a store or shop or whatever like that where she didn't do that there and when she left when she found out that superman was in town and stopping a villain which in the in the uh, actual comic it was Ma um, mongo they of all people they uh they were fighting in that little town from war world i know i know that much about uh characters in the dc universe um which was not shown in the actual episode they did see blurs of superman and it did look like the superman from superman and lois so i believe there may be a connection there uh, within with between the shows because that always the question is is this series connected to the Arrowverse and it looks like it just may like they can't just say talk about Superman in this and not have it connect to the whole entire deal if, if it's a separate story that involves Superman I'm going to be little, I'm going to be so upset it's just ridiculous and it has to be the same Superman from Superman and Lois and the fact that like they are doing the shows back to back on Tuesday uh this show comes on right I believe before Superman and Lois in there so I, I there there has to be a connection there um but I I've enjoyed it I like the cast so far and um you know, I like where this is going it really does feel like it fits the format and for a lot of the people who didn't know about this character like myself you know we got something new to check out and, and some new representation now because of course um black lightning is long, long uh no longer around and 
like I said, to their credit, they did end the series right, uh, in my opinion. But it's just like, okay, we got one and now we got another. Plus, we got Batwoman, too. So we got two shows with women with female representation, female black representations at that. So I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. Now, speaking of that, I just saw the other half of of Batwoman. This new Joker or this new character playing the Joker, who's like uh, the black Joker or whatever like that. I'm not into this this character at all i'm not into the, like i like the dude the dude is the dude is dope but if you gave him any other type of persona except the joke and, and okay here's my thing here's my situation with this and i totally i totally get this i like batwoman i watch batwoman all the time um but i see what they're doing and i kind of not i kind of am not liking where the direction go. And of course they can change it up every time a, a lot, but who knows Tom Dexter and our ACMG group, you know, he chimed in and I kind of understand where they're getting at with this whole thing. And it's like, he, he doesn't like the show. He thinks it's a joke. Um, you know, and he claims that how can anybody from the, who is a true comic fan be happy with them turning iconic characters into avatars uh to be changed at will instead of staying true to the uh who the characters are i get it i get it in a sense like because in the series mary is now becoming the poison ivy of the crew and then you got this guy who's gonna be coming a joker so they're making new versions of the like second tier versions of these iconic characters just for batgirl this was the same problem i had with miles morales um and in the champions on marvel the champions are like these are like the kid version of the avengers and the problem was like i like the i like the champions and i like miles morales but can we put him up against you know aidless deal or sam wilson too when he became or uh, when he became um captain america when he became captain america he went against all these street level second tier characters and not going up against like the major people the major guys i did not like that at all it's like in this version it's you know just because they don't want to have the rights to for them to use actual characters in here i guess they're creating new versions of the characters for batwoman and i see it, it is kind of lame it is kind of lame like I think she would get the give her the rub and allow her to be a part of the actual you know universe instead of trying to find her own uh, road gallery. And then if it is her own road gallery, can it not be carbon copies of the old ones? I think it's lame. It's it is a I, I do agree. I do think it's a lame cop out of them doing that. So I I I, I totally get that. I, I, I just if they're going to go different, then just give her her own, create some new characters that are compelling and will rival her in the best way, because they're, you know, tr it's just like you can't you can't come up with anything original other than trying to make new characters based on old characters. I totally get it. I I, I don't disagree with that at all. Um, 
as much as I do enjoy the show to an extent, but they, her developing this rogue gallery of cookie cutter rehashed, you know, characters instead of her fighting the rogue characters or fighting brand new original characters, because say what you will, these characters are not original at all. I get it. I totally get it. Um, so I, you know, it, it's going to, I don't know where they're going with this, but we'll see. And I, I really didn't like the way that they used her in the last um, DC crossover. Like the crossover was good, but it wasn't, it didn't live up to any of the expectations of the crossovers past. And when they used her, it was based on a, a, a dream sequence or a dimensional thing or something. So they really still haven't met Ryan yet into that universe. So, I mean, there's the trouble with that. But Naomi so far, so good. Uh, they got four different uh, directors, female directors, awesome directors that are going to be a part of this. And um, looks like Ava D, um, DuVernay and Brian Michael Bendis. Brian Michael Bendis does not get enough credit for how awesome that dude is in terms of coming out with these new characters that are, you know, providing representation to our cultures. He's done it before. Miles Morales is probably one of his, going to be one of his most successful uh, characters and creations that he's come up with and it's just awesome like miles morales is definitely a a success story you know the dude he's coming to his own he got his own game he got his own movie which it was an oscar winner <laughs> you know you can't say anymore you can't say nothing bad about my brian michael bendis at this point you can't even try you know he gets it he understands it he has a, he's a has adopted kids of his own and that was the reason why he's creating all this so he can create you know, characters that his kids and a lot of other kids can see and be. I mean, we saw what happened uh, with that Disney. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that Disney um, movie. I forgot what it was called. I got to watch it. Actually, it's available now on Disney Plus. And there was a kid of color that actually saw the image of this little kid character in the movie. And it looked just like him. And he was very happy. And he he it. It just, it really spoke volumes of why we need more representation and, and, and likeness on these, in these movies and these TV shows and our favorite stuff. Like we, we need more of it, man. It's the reason why I like, I, I appreciate G4 uh, TV finally stepping up and getting much more representation on that show on a, a lot of varieties. Now if we can get the IGNs and the game spots and all of them to do that more than just one then, you know, I think we, you know, the progression will keep on going there. Um, I really, I just really, really appreciate that. So um, I'm sticking with this show. Naomi looks awesome. The comic book is awesome as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen here and get down more with it. Uh, apparently, I know I won't spoil it because if you haven't watched it yet, well, go watch the show, go read the comic. It's worth it. Trust me. This is an awesome, awesome awesome series uh that they created here so go out of your way all right let's talk cowboy bebop <laughs> no not the anime the live action adaption remember we talked about a few weeks back and you know unfortunately it got canceled and you know during its first season and people were up in arms and other people a uh, few people a vocal minority of people were pretty much like see yes we won well, maybe, 
you did maybe you didn't because fans have decided to petition uh to convince netflix to revive cowboy bebop i look we talked about this weeks ago when that series came out i thought it was really good majority of people in our acmg facebook group who saw the uh series thought it was much better than than um anticipated and and people did like the series despite the fact that they did take a little bit of liberties and they did go outside of the box but they what they did was they focused on the characters more because that was something that the anime didn't do and we got a chance to understand you know jet's character um Faye's character spike's uh character for a bit now the one thing that we didn't get a chance to do was see ed until the very end and that was part of the problem because people were scared didn't know whether this was going to actually make it to part two and meanwhile the anime we ed made his appearance on part on in like episode four ed on the show came out like at the very end and as a way of saying like okay next season we're going to get a little bit more understanding of edward's character no we're not <laughs> so the live action version of the ultra popular classic anime series was canceled after just one season for reasons unknown now fans are responding with over 120,000 petitions uh petitioning that the show get another season now i had somebody i had a cynical member of our acmg facebook group claim that this won't work i'm not necessarily sure he's right i think for the most part he could be right that these petitions don't exactly work but that a lot of times there are times when these petitions do work i believe there was another petition for a particular blue hedgehog that looked hideous at first and people were out crying for it and just i wanted to get the new design um for the character done and make it look exactly like the game and it happened and because of that the movie turned out to be really good and on top of that it looked really great so in in other shows um young justice we got young justice back young justice was petitioned for years before it came back so i wouldn't necessarily say this movie is down and out or this this uh this petition is down and out because people have gotten what they want before now not only did we got young justice back but we got it from a lot of great seasons and it's an it's actually better than it ever was and i love that show and i'm glad that people have fought for that so we got we won out of it we had we got to pay for it on a monthly basis but it's well worth the money trust me um the series was said by many that it was better than expected as i mentioned and um i just love the way the direction that they go with that of course you always got these vocal minorities of contrarians who will always be negative about something and i think that played a factor i it, it i think that really played a factor as to why netflix got cold feet due to some vocal minority reactions and and uh pull the plug way too early on this and i was interested in seeing where edward edward was gonna play a factor in this and they teased it i do recall remembering talking uh not talking with the director but um hearing the director on uh an ign clip about how they were going to how they were arguing as to when they were going to bring edward in because of the fear that this show was going to get canceled or for like that so they knew beforehand that it was risky and they got into many arguments and i'm pretty sure when the show got canceled that argument uh came back up so um 
let's hope that's fingers crossed i hope i think this i think the show deserves a second season and i let on a little bit more i like i said i liked it the production value was way more than i thought it was the presentation was awesome the music was on point it really did feel like cowboy bebop to me i thought um john cho as spike spiegel did a really good job the guy who the uh, actor who played jet was the most spot on character of all the characters in there i man, dude i look let's 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 netflix give him another chance <laughs> that's all i'm saying give them another chance i think it'll be good you know i, I just hate that this they just reacted so quickly to it so i don't know we'll see last bit of um news i wanted to say eternals is on disney plus i hope you guys finally got a chance to see it because you didn't go out of your way to see it in theaters like um like you did with spider-man i wouldn't say you needed to if of all the three marvel films that you needed to go out of your way to go see this was probably the least so now you get a chance to check it out because the eternals let me tell you the eternals was good it was actually pretty damn good it was actually watching it the second time around it was better the second time around um i don't know if it had anything to do with me watching it in the comfort of my home uh of my home as opposed to being in a cold air-conditioned theater even though it was like 40 degrees outside and they got the air conditioner on the inside and you're still wearing your coats and all this stuff like how is that comfortable how how are you making it a must come to experience if you got the dang uh air conditioner on in a the theater okay and the, when it's cold outside that's no and all that was just to try to make you try to get you to buy a stupid blanket so they purposely to put on the air conditioners and then you come out into the concession stand and no well, lo and behold there's popcorn there's pretzel bites there's nachos there's sodas there's a blanket that you're selling for 15 bucks i'm do stop <laughs> okay but i digress eternals is on it now and like i said like this wasn't like the best film in the world but it was definitely solid i say the, eternals to me was it was what in humans was trying to be failed to be and should have been and uh you know great great special effects uh cool characters story pretty good and they managed to bring in the cosmic era a little bit uh you know genre a little bit deeper but it, it, like if i compare it to any other marvel film it'd be at least like thor one and thor the dark world like it was good but it was good and solid but not like out of your way like not compared to shang chi uh and the legend of the ten rings and definitely not like spider-man no way home but it was a good third it was a solid third movie but nothing like you need to go out of your way it just felt like that and i think most of it was because people were unfamiliar with the character as opposed to already unestablished characters and two i think the other thing that i think would have helped him in that and would really help shang chi was basically shang chi had connections and interacted with people that would, that would establish characters in the marvel universe we got to see wong from doctor strange and we got to see abomination an abomination we haven't seen since the incredible hulk movie which was like in phase one so the fact that he still exists in the marvel universe and they're still acknowledging him and he's still a part of that and then they connect him into this movie and then on top of that later on in the movie we see 
we see um bruce banner and we see captain marvel in this movie along with wong that helped i, I truly believe that that really helped the premise of shang chi not to mention it's a martial arts film so there's a lot more action and and suspense in there and in, in comedy as opposed to this one where it was like there was like comedy but the cosmic era is always meant to be like more of a serious tone but if they would have had thor even just for like a minute or so or any other characters that would have been awesome but they didn't and it really felt like it was isolated from the mcu you know even though they mentioned the avengers i don't think it was enough for people to say like all right i'm in because uh, but they didn't have any uh, other characters established characters in there to endorse these brand new characters that were new, at least not yet so i don't know how they're gonna connect them together but i'm sure they will and i'm sure it'll be awesome not and maybe the second time around if they do an eternals 2 which it looks like they are going to be set to do a, a sequel to this um that they'll finally have some interaction with maybe guardians of the galaxy or thor or whatever like one of the cosmic beings maybe even a fantastic four it's possible fantastic four this is right up their alley so we'll see but it is worth looking at and uh i would go out of, i would you know if you have disney plus you just got another new movie to check out in there so go anyway and check it out folks that will do it for what's new in the world of acmg we're going to take a break come back and when we do we're going to make peace as we talk about the first three episodes of peacemaker and boy do we got a lot to talk about this is the intro alone all right we'll do that right after this ladies and gentlemen this is dax xavier josiah the host of acmg presents talk time live the podcast you want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime comics movies and games such as this is miley Flanagan, the voice of naruto this is stephanie shea the voice of sailor moon this is ruben langdon voice of ken masters and dante from devil may cry hey there this is kyle abear the voice of ryu from street fighter 5 this is chris battle character designer of team titans go here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! And you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Do it. And now, it's time for our Talk Topic of the Week. Ready? Wait! Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our Talk Topic of the Week, and it is my review of Peacemaker 1 through 3, starring John Cena. Peacemaker is a standalone series based on the character from The Suicide Squad, which John Cena plays. And before we get really deep in it, I got to say, I never loved John Cena more than I've ever have right now. <laughs> okay. Like, in, in fact, I'll, I'll even, I even go deeper in that. I've been more of a John Cena fan than I ever have outside of the WWE. Like I already knew he was good. People already knew, love him or hate him. Whether you loved or hate him, you got to agree. This dude has a ton of charisma. He know he has that Will Smith type of charisma like it's just there he gets it he understands it he doesn't take it too deeply but within that he he is very confident in what he does he has a great sense of comedy and it shows and 
when you get somebody like James Gunn, who I just got to believe he at this point, he's a wrestling fan because he's already what he's done with Batista. Now, what he's now doing with John Cena, he's taking these guys and saying, like, I can build true caliber stars with these guys. What he did with Batista and how he helped Batista's career, because Batista has been doing films before, but him being a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe really stepped him up. And now the same things happen. Like John Cena was already there, but now it's just skyrocketing him. And it just shows the the quality and caliber of what John Cena can do and the layers that this man has had. And um, I got to tell you, man, it's it's just awesome to see him outside of the WWE. And I, I think he even knows it's like, there's no point in me coming back to the WWE. Like WWE has helped him a lot, but he also gets what's going on in that place. And it's like, okay, the further away from this place, I could go to better. I think Dwayne Johnson is also in that same plane too. It's like, I don't want to get mixed up in this. I know they, I owe a lot to them, but let's keep it real. These dudes are they doing some dumb stuff right now. So I'm staying in Hollywood <laughs> as much as possible. And if it comes to that point, I will break my leg not to go to WWE. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But this series, the first three episodes, I knew this, I knew this series was going to be good. I did not expect it to be so over the top awesome as it was and they don't hold back on anything this is totally in a dealt oriented comic book uh series this, like for those like for those who love john cena like are in love with john cena who got a crush on john cena who's infatuated john cena you got to see a lot of john cena in this movie like he's doing things you would never thought you would see from john cena well you did in train wreck to some extent but they kind of furthered it here. John Cena is out there doing his thing with his thing. <laughs> okay. Peacemaker is just such a great film. And just at the very top of it all, it starts off with an opening that nobody saw coming. This dance sequence is just everything. He comes out and they do this really dorky dance step and all of them like they're all transit every character that's in the series is doing this this whole entire choreographed dance number to an 80s uh to an 80s hit uh, ballad it's it, it's 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 so real to see it's really hard to describe what you're seeing in the sequence but you can't look away you don't want to hit skip in this all the time because it's just a lot to take in that John Cena is doing a choreographed dance number and didn't have all the characters behind him, including the eagle, <laughs> his pet eagle, by the way. It's just, it's so much, but it's it's so James Gunn. This is so freaking James Gunn to do, and it just fits so well into the series. And since then, all people can talk about was that opening. Even HBO Max is getting down on it because they post the opening uh, theme on all uh or everywhere into social media everywhere so they know that they got a winner here and this as far as the series go i mean it, it looks like they're not shying away from uh him being involved in any type of you know crazy supernatural cosmic whatever is going on like he's deep in it or alien extraterrestrial type of situation peacemaker is deep in this because they were in the movie so why not keep it going there so 
and James Gunn wouldn't have it any other way. Like, dude, they even mentioned Batmite. Batmite has never been mentioned anywhere in the DC Films universe. The fact that he exists is, and they acknowledged it that he exists, is crazy. So you got like a mini version of Ben Affleck somewhere around the universe. For those who don't know, Batmite is kind of this i guess he's like a eighth dimension or sixth dimension you know character like mix uh mr mixoplex if you will or i'm pretty i'm think i'm pronouncing that right mr mixoplex is the the uh, like superman's most annoying enemy that has the ability to uh, perform magic that manipulates you know reality and bends reality to his will and always you know messing with superman so much to the point that the only way the superman can get rid of him is to say his name backwards and trick him into saying his name backwards every time. So Superman always has to outsmart him some way. Batmite is also within that universe. And he's Batman's version of that character of that type of character from that same dimension. The fact that they even mentioned that that character exists is hilarious. So they're not pulling, they're not holding back. And usually the, the fear from fans is that whenever they do movie or tv series adaptions is that they don't go full force like they do in the comics is like everything that we loved about the comics we want to see in these tv series or films some do others do not and dc films has been on that do not type of thing for so long it's great to see that james gunn said no we're putting this in okay this is happening james gunn is a true comic book fan to, at, at its totality so the story here is that the the show picks up directly after the mission peacemaker was involved in and with task force x in the suicide squad movie which is awesome by the way because now the suicide squad movie is available on hbo max so if you want you can watch the suicide squad movie and then go directly into the peacemaker um series all over again and um from here Peacemaker thought that he was free of his crimes after coming out of the hospital and come, you know, waking up from that coma. And um, when all of a sudden, actually, Amanda Waller's new Argus division, so Argus is now coming to the DC Films universe. Uh, you know, they come after the mercenary in order to have him be a part of yet another important mission that may decide the fate of the planet as they seek out the identities of some dangerous alien parasites that are taking in human forms as to why they're taking in human forms and what they're doing we have not that has not been revealed yet but in the midst of this there are some other elements that are happening uh too so it's this is a really interesting story going on here i don't know if it's based on any particular story in the dc comic universe uh, again i'm not that well versed in the dc universe i'm more marvel than anything so i can really understand the marvel uh mythology more than the dc mythology here but let's talk about the cast here of course john cena in for all eight episodes um we also have freddie strohum who's playing adrian chase aka vigilante again this is not the first time we've seen vigilante in any form of live action he was in uh arrow I believe he's in episodes of Arrow and I believe maybe other episodes in other shows, but definitely Arrow. But any the, the costumes, I thought that the, the vigilante costume in Arrow was in, a, in the Arrowverse was good. No. Adrian Chase's costume in here looks so awesome. 
like he's just a regular visual like vigilante dude but his costume is so up to the point and this is the part what we were talking about in our last segment when in regards to batgirl uh you know deal his costume is awesome his character the adrian chase character that uh freddie plays is hilarious um he's supposed to be somewhat quote you know somewhat peacemaker's best friend or something like that but peacemaker's a little bit and he gets annoyed by him every once in a while but they're off there are times that he does he really does enjoy his company as well as we see um just a really weird dynamic with those two but it's a lot of fun um hopefully i get his name uh, right chuck woody uh Iuji, who uh plays clemson morn in here kind of a, a sort of sort of kind of a um rick flag type character but also kind of a an amanda waller like character as well he he really gives me amanda waller vibes in here but he's kind of playing the rick flag role in here since peacemaker did kill uh you know um uh, rick flag but by the way john cena is, i'm sorry john cena i should start calling him by these characters named peacemaker at this point uh, of the series is having remorse and regrets over his decisions to kill rick flag but also you know kill a lot of the people that he has killed over the past including kids in here so but they need him to be that killer that takes out these alien races and he's having he's having sort of kind of ptsd uh episodes in this place you also have jennifer holland who plays emily uh, harcourt who's an argus agent as well and i don't know if there's going to be something going on between with uh peacemaker and uh em, um amelia but um she's at this at this point she's a little bit annoyed by him because he's chauvinistic he's possibly racist at this point um he's just a butch of a dude an outdated butch of a dude who doesn't know how to talk to women or whatever like that and she's just totally annoyed by him and she can also kick so much ass in this thing she's crippled uh, people that got in her way so she's she's a force to be reckoned with um who else do we have here we got robert patrick the terminator okay who is the father to peacemaker now this dude is absolutely borderline top of the line racist in every way um but he also is responsible for creating peacemakers suit and helmets which we now learn a peacemaker has a variety of these helmets and each one does something different uh i thought that was kind of interesting but then we figure out that augie smith is known as the white dragon which is a character in the dc universe who is kind of a white supremacist here <laughs> they arrested him they brought him into jail and all of a sudden these guys all these uh kind of skinhead like you know prisoners coming near him they bow down to him they put up the hand almost in a nazi type of way and it's like oh this is getting deep here so but i'm more than happy to see the one and only danielle brooks on his show you know we all know her from orange is the new black she was one of the major characters on that show stunning stunning woman a great actress and uh she's playing leoto uh Edaboya, who we find out she is the daughter of amanda waller we knew she was going to be on the show we knew she was going to be a big part we didn't know how much she was going to be in the show and in fact we did get an appearance 
of Viola Davis uh, reprising her role as Amanda Waller talking to uh, Leota. And by the end of their conversation, she says, bye, mom. We didn't learn that she, that's her daughter, who is also a very well-skilled agent in the field as well. So it this is just, this is just becoming very interesting. We also have uh, Annie Chung as Sophie Song, who is a... Um, I believe a detective that is going to be a part of this as well. We got, um, I'm really going to butcher this, this uh, actor's name, Newt Lee, who's playing Judo Master, who is like um, a super villain. I don't know to what end he's going to be a super villain because he's also in the opening sequence. So it looks like we're going to see him throughout most of the series. He's going to, he's going to be there for seven episodes. That scares me that a lot of these guys are going to be there for just seven episodes and some in here for five or whatever like that. But, uh, we're going to see a lot here. It is, this is really awesome. Um, but the series is going to really help peacemaker question his morality and ethics throughout this film. And so far so good. They did a lot. I love the Eagle. I, nobody knew that he had a pet Eagle. First of all, um, and the Eagle or which he calls Eagly, it's just everything like the, the ego actually hugs him. He has personalities with him. Like he's totally, if you thought John, C, uh, you know, Peacemaker wasn't patriotic, you can't get more patriotic than having a pet Eagle. Okay. So, I mean, there's that situation. You also have, um, John, uh, Economa, uh, in here, who was one of the, uh, another character from the movie that was working with, um, with with Amanda Waller's team as well in here and he did he was he was very funny he was hilarious in here as well and he's going to be a hell of a uh, good time talking here Steve A uh, Aggies um who's the actor and plays John in here very funny this the cast is just great um so looking forward to where this is going to lead in eight episodes where this is going to go whether they're going to do a second season I don't know maybe this is a one-off because John um because James Gunn is now working with back with Marvel. And I, I'll tell you this, him just working on Suicide Squad alone and making Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad, I should say, arguably the best DC film of all. Like, there's no question. Really, really, I'm thinking about my head. I'm, I'm trying to ponder my head. Which series was legit this successful and this good the first suicide squad movie wasn't this good Bat uh batman versus superman wasn't nowhere near this good justice league wasn't good until the snyder cut came out and even still that you know it took us a while to get to that point shazam was okay um aquaman was good wonder woman was great but this right here this tops them all in my opinion when, for him to do that movie after everything that happened, if you guys remember, James Gunn, the reason why he even did it was because he was released and removed from Marvel Cinema, uh, from um, Marvel Studios because of the controversy of him saying some things from like 10 years ago. And they let him go because the cancel culture was, this was early in the cancel culture when he started really getting, you know, the power that they were getting. And as a result they let him go dc was desperate enough to be like oh no we'll take him that was 10 years ago he's not doing anything now <laughs> he's not the same person now they realize it they're let's let's get him while we can 
and they did and technically no matter what they say suicide squad and peacemaker is james gunn's middle finger flipped up to marvel studios for allow for um letting him go at the time and when they saw that they were going to take him in they immediately took him back but not until he was able to do these films and what happened is he put he actually brought some light to the studio to dc film studios with the, with these projects this was a big fu to marvel studios and marvel studios has learned a valuable lesson because of this they're not going to let him go now and because of that like now we we are granted we this is going to be a great series and that was a great movie we're going to be without guardians of the galaxy volume three until 2023 and that was because of marvel studios he could have possibly have gotten that movie up and and ready at this point but then two things they let him go and on top of that the pandemic came so that really stretched out things a lot more so and we're still going to get it i'm glad we are but for what is worth this that, that movie this series is off to a really awesome start i can't wait to the other episodes to come because they don't hold back this like some of the scenes that you see in here is just fantastic and i know people are going to talk about the fact that you got to see john cena in the sex scene as he's you know topping off this um this 80s looking female who just happened to turn out to be an alien so he ended up having sex with Elliot here. It's just, it's just awesome. But you know, people who really are crushing on John Cena got to see John Cena in all his glory. Well, not all of it, but enough to see like, okay, we see he got stroke, but I am looking forward to seeing this, uh, what's going to happen next with this series. And it's off to a hell of a great start with these three episodes. So, and I'm really looking forward to seeing with Augie Smith, uh yeah as the white dragon and what part he's going to be playing in all this because looks like something really big is going to be developing and i'm looking forward to seeing how leota um character is going to because she's playing off like the rookie character but i think she's going to really show what she has to offer because she's amanda wallace's um daughter and she's a highly you know reckon you know a highly um skilled agent but just really hasn't come out yet and then there's also the issue with her situation because she's trying to she's trying to have this situation just uh you know get this job done but also trying to make amends with her wife who you know she's trying to balance the whole situation so i don't know how that's gonna what's gonna happen with that situation here either so this is gonna be very interesting uh, i'm looking forward to it just it's just gonna be fantastic so uh kudos to them i, I you know another great success uh from dc films here and uh if I just base it on the three first episode, the three episodes alone, dude, this is a A plus show right from the back. How is going to end? I'm going to talk about this when it comes back or when it finally, when the season finale or series finale comes back. We don't know if it's going to be series finale or season finale because we don't know anything yet, but it's going to be very interesting to see what's going to happen at the end but i'm damn sure going to bring that back up because right now this is one of the best things that dc's ever produced and put together and john this is john cena at his finest so absolutely right now this is leading towards an a plus right now we'll see how this go when everything ends from there so if you haven't gotten a chance to check it out go out of the way check it out 
on HBO Max. If you have need a reason to watch HBO Max, this is one of the reasons to subscribe to uh, HBO Max right now. So, folks, that will do it for this edition of Talk Time Live. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, thank everybody for their um, wishes and their birthday wishes and such. Really appreciate it. And uh, all the people who just supported me all this time, it's just it's been a really really great road and um hopefully god willing i'm looking forward to seeing what else happens especially this year in 2022 so we will see but our video game podcast select start will return as i will review grand blue fantasy versus uh arc system works uh i guess you could it's I, it's it just recently came out uh like the end of last year on the playstation 4 i believe it was out prior to this based on a um, popular mobile game that they turned into a fighting game an rpg fighting game so you know for those who are aching for fighting game uh fighting games like me this may be one you want to check out if you haven't so stay tuned i'll be talking about that as well uh as well as the game i've been dying and hoping and praying that they were going to come uh, that uh snk was going to bring back because they brought back a series of their neo geo pocket games that a lot of people didn't get a chance to play um i still own my neo geo pocket i actually took pictures of it on the hbg facebook group and i was so happy when they brought back snk versus capcom millennia fight the neo geo pocket version and i'm like all right, if they bring in this back, chances are they'll bring back the other game that I've been, I, I so was immersed to, and they did. On the week of my birthday, they brought back, look, I don't know if SNK knew it was my birthday week, but thank you because I've been dying for this. SNK versus Capcom Car Fighters Clash is back and has returned. We will talk about that and why you need to check it out, especially if you're a Nintendo Switch fan. I'm telling you, you need to check this game out. It's what I can, I, proclaim this as one of the greatest car battle games of all time starring all of your favorite snk and capcom fighting game characters and if you are down with pokemon a fighting game and um you know pokemon with a hint of Yu-Gi-Oh, whatever like that which a much better system you're gonna want to uh, definitely check out this podcast so stay tuned for that as well as always you could check out this and all of our episodes on talktimelive.com all of our episodes are on there. You can also check out exclusive video interviews, including the one I just had with Matt Papa from NT Creates on here as we talk about the upcoming um, game Gunvolt Chronicles Luminous Avenger X2, which is coming out on the 27th. You can check the interview out on there. Uh, my interview with Kyle Abert, which was the last interview I did in 2021. Uh, Danielle Kennedy, by the way, Ghostbusters Afterlife is out now. Go check it out. She's on air as the rolling as the roller granny in there. Um, my man, uh, Jeff Chamba Cruz, currently the artist for Avengers, um, Tech on Avengers as well. Jeffrey Thorne, the writer of uh green lantern of the green lantern series right now amanda c miller the voice of barto sailor jupiter joe from uh kid cosmic and a host of others are in there the entire like well not the entire cast a star-studded cast of naruto <laughs> is on there as well my press interview with kevin conroy the voice of batman brian donovan the voice of rock lee from naruto um just a bunch of awesome video interviews that you can find on find easily on my uh talktimelive.com website 
You can also check out blog uh, content as well, interviews and all types of different um, games and everything and, and, and items and really cool fandom items that you want to check out in there. But it's all there. But if you want to subscribe and download on your favorite podcast platform, you can do so on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pandora, Pocket Cast, Fountain, or Fountain, I should say, and uh, of course the Tumblr community as well. You know, the link is there. They're working on it, fixing the issue, but you can still click on the uh, link on there. You could go to the app and listen to the player on there as well. And uh, things will be all there, but there's so many different sources for you to check out the show and thank everybody who has and continues to do so including our new listeners as well so folks that will do it for me on behalf of myself all i gotta say is learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live i am out of here take care and have a great week people Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.